Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today's session touches on a very sensitive and a very controversial subject. If anyone is uh, offended by it or scandalized in any, any way, I advise you to just stop listening. Many of you may know that I've written a book titled Christ Was Not Crucified, Thank God. And then the subhead was So Let's Stop Shortchanging Jesus, God, and Ourselves. Now, thinking about that title, uh, you might wonder, why even bother uh, to write a book claiming that Christ was not crucified? After all, you might think, it's 2,000 years later now. Does it even matter? Well, certainly it matters to a lot of people who believe that Christ was crucified. Some of these people have focused their lives around that event. So what's the benefit of claiming otherwise? Well, you need to ask yourself this question. Are you happy with the world that you're in right now? Consider Russia invading Ukraine, killing and torturing families. China persecuting not only millions of Uyghurs, but also members of the Falun Gong spiritual practice, going so far as to operate on them while they are living. Why? Well, to take the organs out of them in order to give them to members of the Chinese Communist Party. So we have a, a new kind of atrocity, forced organ harvesting. And then we have North Korea, where for decades, a quarter million people or more have been kept in concentration camp conditions by a brutal third-generation dictator. We have disease and hunger prevalent among millions of men, women, and children in Africa and many other parts of the world. We have terrorists in Europe, Africa, and the United States killing scores of people for no reason other than their religion uh, commands them to kill those who don't agree with them. There are millions of people in the relatively prosperous USA who can barely make ends meet. And they have no savings for retirement, living from paycheck to paycheck if indeed they have a job. We have rioting in many places with the races seemingly more divided. We have a supposedly democratic government in a country where we supposedly have many freedoms, including the right to free speech, abusing its power and punishing those who dare to disagree with them. Consider your FBI that has come out against parents, pro-life people, and Catholics. Parents who merely want to complain at a school board meeting about what is being taught to their children and therefore being classified as terrorists. We also have the prospect of digital currency, a national digital currency where the government can be aware of and eventually control every single expenditure that you make. Now, regardless of your political persuasion, you don't want to be someone 
who does not hold power at such a time, and that's most of us. Just ask decent people in Cuba, Venezuela, Iran, Russia, Brazil, Argentina, or any number of South American countries. Now, I could go on, but you get the idea. Are you okay with that world? Even if you're living in the lap of luxury, as uh, the comedian Jackie Gleason used to remind his wife Alice uh, on the weekly television skits when they lived in a uh, flat in Brooklyn. Even if you're eating the finest foods, living in a mansion, jetting about the globe, enjoying theater, the arts, vacationing at fabulous resorts, you're still aware that millions of fellow humans are suffering, dying, starving, in prisons for having an unpopular opinion, or living in intense pain every day. Are you satisfied with that realization, or do you know somewhere deep inside the recesses of your mind that you don't want a world like this to continue indefinitely? Well, if you're not satisfied, then you must know that somehow we're going to have to make some big, deep, fundamental changes in order to make this world a substantially better place. We're going to have to question the status quo and ask ourselves, is there not some vastly different way of experiencing the world around us that would take us from shared misery by millions to shared joy and happiness for all? Well, as you know, I contend there is, that uh, we've already been told how we might achieve it, and that we need to start by recognizing two fundamental truths. The world is not what it seems, and we are much more than we think we are. The really big problem, the immediate practical problem, is there are a number of things holding us back. One is our almost total focus on the physical material world, with many leaders in science, philosophy, politics, and, and other fields denying the importance or even the existence of anything beyond it, with a corresponding inability to focus on anything beyond it. Now, if we paid more attention to a lot of the solid evidence that I've talked about in these podcasts and to the implications of quantum mechanics, we'd be able to expand our focus immensely and experience firsthand that the world we experience every day is indeed not all there is and not what it seems to be. Now, as for our inability to recognize that we're much more than we think we are, one of the biggest factors holding us back, unfortunately, is our religions. They prevent us from understanding that we're eternal, powerful beings who can create the world that we wish to experience. Now, Christianity, as practiced today, is as good or better than almost any of them, far superior to any supposed religion that commands its followers to kill others. But as good as it has been for much of the past 2,000 years, if we're going to change our focus dramatically and, and make quantum positive leaps in how humans experience life on Earth, we need to set it aside and adopt an understanding of ourselves and our Creator that's totally different from what Christianity or any of the leading religions are teaching us about the nature of our reality and our existence within it. So as good as Christianity is and has been, what's the benefit of claiming that Christ wasn't crucified? Well, simply put, the drama of Christ crucified implies a notion of God 
that no longer serves us well. It also implies that our nature is weak and limited, inherently flawed, with us as beings who have little or no control over events that seem to happen to us. Now, if we as a human race, if we wish to make positive changes on a large scale in the near future, we're better served by the notion of Christ triumphant and the concept of God that recognizes God's true nature. Now, as I said, the notion of Christ crucified has indeed served us well for 2,000 years, but it's time we move on. If we continue to hang on to it, it will severely limit our progress and keep us from realizing that we are the eternal, powerful beings that we are. Be assured, though, once you see how positive the message of Christ triumphant is, you'll feel good about it. But life after 2075, as I imagined it in my book and in previous episodes, is so drastically different from what we experience now that most people understandably will not be able to relate to it. If we're going to change that, a lot of us will have to open our minds to possibilities we can hardly conceive of now. And it's doubtful that many of us could open our minds and imaginations sufficiently as long as our thinking is limited by some of the teachings of our major religions, especially as they relate to limits on ourselves. So now is a good time to start throwing off all the limits that we place on ourselves, including those imposed on us by our current religions. Now you might also consider this. <clears throat> if you're over 60, chances are that in 40 years you'll be experiencing reality in ways that you can hardly conceive of now. Once you die, or transition to spirit and expand your, expand your consciousness beyond the physical body, you'll be seeing things in a whole new light. Now, most of us haven't given a lot of thought to the details of what we'll experience because we have no information on which to base our thinking and imagination. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that the information isn't there. As you know from previous episodes, there's plenty of information, plenty of it, and it's readily accessible if we study what respected people have shared with us after they died. Or if we just get into closer touch with our inner self and our big self. Now, if we did pay attention to the information, we'd realize that what we consider strange, crazy, incomprehensible, and unscientific from our limited perspective, it seems quite normal in a reality with root assumptions that are far different from our own. Imagine, for example, how different our world would seem with just one change, where the associative process is the main determinant of what we experience rather than cause and effect. So if we experience a river, for example, and we connect a river in our minds with castles beside a river, the next moment we're experiencing castles. And if we connect those castles with attacks against castles, the next moment we're experiencing pitched military battles, and so forth. Now, how disorienting that would be from our current waking perspective. 
but apparently it's often how we experience the dream world when we sleep. It's well to remember remember that when you consider the evidence, we don't all experience the same thing when we die. Our experience there will be just as individual and just as personal as our current lives and our current dreams. But there are also indications that regardless of what we experience, we can take actions now that will make our entry into that larger world smoother and our experience once we, quote, get there, more enjoyable and fulfilling. My advice is start devoting a little bit of your time to that effort now so that you can enjoy a big payback. How to do that? In addition to giving serious consideration to all the evidence that's been presented in previous episodes, start taking a careful look at your religion, whatever it is, the limits it puts on you, and its implications for your personal future. That concludes today's discussion. In our next episode, I'll address the reality that Jesus Christ was crucified and Jesus Christ was not crucified and how that can be. Once again, I'm Dan McEnany bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.